Hello, and welcome to the Nate Stories Podcast, episode 11. I'm recording this while I am laying down in bed with the microphone right in front of me on my chest. This is fantastic. If I could only animate in this position, I, I would just, I would get so much done. You could just lay down and accomplish everything. I mean, if I wanted to take a nap, I could do it. I could just, just close my eyes and I'm napping and recording a podcast. That's multitasking. Wouldn't that be weird if I actually talked in my sleep? I've always thought, okay, I've always thought talking in your sleep is a, is like a weird phenomenon. Here's a little story. When I was in college, I had a roommate and I would talk in my sleep. And he told me one story where during midterms, I I sat up. So it was like, I think 8 a.m. and he had just woken up and he was getting ready to go to class and I didn't have class till later that day. And he was getting ready and I just sat up, looked at him straight in the eye. I was like, apparently I had a super serious expression and I was just like, did the potatoes escape? <laughs> he looked at me and he was really confused and he was just like, uh, no. And I was like, okay, good. And I just... As if my body collapsed, I just fell back onto the bed and went back to sleep. Yep. That's why the first Nate Stories episode has a dream in it, because I have ridiculous dreams. Although I don't remember that one. So when we sleep talk, is that like, are we personifying our dream self? Can you sleep talk as a different person? Or is it your perception as another person in your dreams? And when people are sleepwalking, is it still them, but it's just them in a different, like they're in their dream world? Can you sleepwalk as somebody else? These are all interesting questions where I know nothing about the subject. I'm just asking them. If only you could ask a question and that asking it would be the answer. Oh, if knowledge only worked that way. Yeah, I was, that wasn't, that whole sleep thing wasn't even on my itinerary. That is because I am laying down. This might be my podcasting recording position. This is just marvelous. And what I wanted to talk a little bit about was uh, animation. Basically, my note is <laughs> animation takes a long time. <laughs> Great note, me. Uh, right now, in the next cartoon that I'm working on for this channel... I am doing lip-syncing, and characters are talking. There's multiple ways to go about lip-syncing with animation. One is to layer it, where you just animate the lips moving, the mouth syncing, then the eyes, then the face, then the head movements, and then the body. So you do everything individually and kind of make your way to the bigger picture of their poses and then sync it all up. And the other way is to basically draw the entire character doing the motions. So, that the latter takes more planning to do, but it also, and it takes longer, but I think it also looks better. Like, if you watch the old Disney movies, that's basically how they did it then, where they pencil sketch their entire way through the motions. Versus, say, something like South Park, where they just animate the mouths mostly and the eyes. Or even Family Guy. 
oh, I am just blabbing on. And probably some person that knows more animation than me is going to call me. I'll be like, dude, that's not how it worked with Disney. They did the same. They did animated things on different layers. Yeah, okay. Well, in this cartoon I'm working on, I'm doing a mix of both. Where depending on how energetic the line is or how much animation is needed, I am going back and forth. So I'm using multiple techniques, man. I'm so modern, man. I'm a modern animator, man. Yeah. And what I'm doing now is I'm starting to prep the next cartoon that I'm going to make when I release this one. Probably won't be done by the end of this month, but I'm thinking September. And yeah, I, I really like how it's turning out. It's so far one of my favorite personal animations. And if you're curious, if you're one of my longtime followers, one of my three people that follow me, my favorite animation is Your Bones, the one about the girl and with the magic book. And I, I'm actually thinking of doing another video in that super serious style. Super dramatic, man. Yeah, that'd be fun. But they take so long to do. So yeah, and then the next subject I wanted to talk about was uh, performing. Yeah. So this week I actually tried something a little fascinating, a little interesting. So I've tried stand-up before, and I was, I think, average... Like, I did get some laughs. I wrote out an entire set. I wrote out a bunch of jokes. I w wrote, like, 50 minutes to an hour of material, and then I just picked out my favorite sections and did a five-minute set. And for two minutes, I bombed. And then for the rest, like, the th last three minutes, I did okay. And, yeah, since then, I haven't really done stand-up, but I have performed doing improv and storytelling. But this week... I tried to do a little a little something different. I tried to do a little bit of like stand-up while showing my own cartoons. So, showed an animation, then I did banter, a little behind the scenes, told a few jokes, messed with the audience, and then I showed another video. And did that for like 18 minutes. And the audience seemed to really like it. And I think I'm going to try to do that again. I think... Uh, what I want to do is basically create a Nate's Stories live show where I can, I'll be talking about things and telling jokes and pulling the audience in, and then I can show an animation, and maybe someday make animations specifically for that kind of performance. I think it'd be fun. But with performing, I am actually, I, so if you were to ask me a year ago if I were to even have attempted stand-up comedy or even doing some, like, I guess, meshing of stand-up and showing my cartoons, I would have said, you're crazy. Because I had insane stage fright. Like, uh, in high school, I was in a band and we would perform a lot. My animation, Running in the Sun, is kind of based on that. That experience, at least. I think I have another cartoon based on it. The band's name was Joe Soup. I think we still have a MySpace page. <laughs> but... I had stage fright even back then, and the way that I was able to deal with it while performing with them was it was like, I'm with the band, so and I'm just behind the keyboard, so as long as I play the notes, it doesn't matter if I'm scared, I, the keyboard won't mess up. So I was able to hide behind this wall, not really pay attention to the audience, and eventually the state, I would stop being afraid or nervous, and I would just get into the music. Because also we would practice all the time, so it was kind of like a habit. 
But when it came to performing stand-up or even just talking in front of people, there is no keyboard to hide behind. You have a podium or something if you're giving a speech, if you're, you're like a politician. <laughs> but even then, you, you still, people aren't, the podium isn't the one doing the talking. Although I'm sure a podium would be far more entertaining to listen to than the current president. I actually told a great joke this week about Trump. Well, no, I don't even remember it. Oh, I should edit that out. Yeah, nothing's worse than having someone say, I knew I have a joke for you. I told a great story the other day or heard a great joke, but I don't remember what it is. I'm not going to edit it out. This is how I do things. I'm going to try to make this podcast the first one where I don't do editing. Don't do any editing. Actually, I did edit something at the very beginning. (laughs) Close. Anyways. Stage fright. Um, (laughs) Yeah, doing speeches and talking, I was always really scared and I would forget things. So last year, what I did in order to combat this was I was like, okay, this stage fright thing is probably holding me back. I need to just not have stage fright. How do I do it? And I thought one of the best ways would probably be to do improv. Because doing that, you're up there, you're with other people, and you're just supposed to be having fun. And I had done improv when I was younger, but never anything like a class. It was just people having fun. Or in, like, high school drama, which I don't think really counted. Sorry to everybody, if my high school listeners. Not that your drama classes don't count. It's just, uh, when you're in school, it's different. Anyways, so I signed up for uh, improv classes to really get rid of the stage fright. And I remember I showed up to the first class, and it was the demographics that you'd really expect. A bunch of kind of awkward lower on the young 20s dudes i think it was 14 dudes and two girls and all the dudes looked the same the same demographic we all walked the same it was like yep these are the semi-awkward dudes and then the the ladies actually i think it was more 12 i don't remember anyways showed up to this class and and also i should say it did, the gender did balance out later. I did take feature classes and I ended up having the opposite effect where I was one of the only guys in another class. So it's it just experience. Overall, my experience has been pretty diverse. Anyways, I remember the first scene they had me do in that class was with no suggestion or anything. It was like, go up and do it. And I remember they were like, you're going to go up here and you're going to pretend to be in a band together. And you're going to pretend that you're about to do a reunion tour. And that was it. So then we went up there and people were just supposed to ask us questions and we were supposed to be in character. And I remember I was freaking out. I think as I was sitting down to be in this sketch, my hands were super sweaty. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to (laughs) die. And then we ended up doing it. And it kind of reminded me of being in the band again where... The keyboard wasn't there, but it was almost like my ego was going to become the keyboard. So slowly after doing improv a lot and doing performances, I think my ego started to become a barrier. That's let me now do this just talking 
without having a plan about anything in front of people and not being nervous and trusting myself. Yeah. I would say improv is good for writing and just learning to be quick on your feet. I, I would say watching improv, if you 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 want to get better at it, then it's good to watch it. It can be kind of boring. And at, like any sort of skill or art form, at the highest level, it's like magic watching. But anything lower than that, you're it's going to be, uh, it might be a little rough. Might be a little rough. You could say the same thing about any 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 art form. If we look at f- movies, you'd be like, yeah, well, if you watch Goodfellas, of course it's amazing. But if you watch Sharknado, I, I've never actually watched Sharknado. It, it, it looked kind of fun. I don't know, it was a bad movie. I don't want to say any bad movies. Because so much work goes into making a movie. Even a bad one. I'm always astounded. Like... Okay, so like anime, there are some amazing artists that work on some animes. It's just like they've studied the human form and they can draw people from any perspective. They can draw these amazing backgrounds. And they're drawing these or they're animating these shows where the plots are so dumb. And they... You can see the artistic talent and the creativity and they're forced to draw these alien-faced baby things that are children catering towards men on adventures about nonsense. Make anime great again. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's good for this podcast this week. <laughs> uh, let's, let's check if I have any comments. Let's, Let's go over here. I'm going to avoid any politics stuff right now. I'm just going to say the world is on fire out there. Oh, God, I hope something I did not. I, I mean, in terms of political climate, I don't, I don't want actual bad things to happen. Please make bad things stop happening. Just make the world safe again. Was it make the world, just make the world safe, make people feel safe. I don't understand. <sighs> Anyways, I got one comment this week on last week's podcast. It said, or it's from Super Plush Dude, and their pictures of Luigi from Paper Mario. I like it. Their comment is, first, Nate, you were so awesome. They spell the reason I hesitate is because they spelled your, not, you, not you are. It's just like the the abbreviation is incorrect. Welcome to the internet. Welcome to the American education system where we don't teach proper grammar. But who decides what proper grammar is, right? Don't we just decide it by using it all the time? Because isn't language like a human construct? Oh, I hate myself right now. <laughs> All right, I think that, that, that'll be this week's podcast. I hope uh, have a great rest of your week. Uh, yeah. 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 Keep it up. Keep being you. Keep being you.